Welcome to The Light Within, a podcast for anyone seeking to rewrite their life, live in their light, and align with their soul's highest purpose. I'm Leslie Draffin. Join me as we explore spirituality, sexuality, wellness, and the magical world around us. Hello, beautiful beings. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of The Light Within Podcast. I'm your host, Leslie Draffin, and today we're talking about mindfulness when it comes to reaching your wellness goals. My guest today is Kayla Fazio, and I've known Kayla for probably six or seven years. We first met in Oklahoma City when I interviewed her for some fitness segments I was working on when I was a morning anchor. Since then, she has moved across the country twice and has built a wellness brand that really incorporates mind, body, and fitness together to help people reach their goals. She's so inspirational on social media, and I know you're going to love this conversation. Conversation. In it, we talk about cross-country moves and getting over fear, the benefits of therapy, whole body wellness, and creating a program to help people meet their goals. She also talks about mindfulness practices and how they can impact the physical body. She also gives some tips and tricks she shares with her clients to help them achieve everything that they dream of. Kayla Fazio is an Oklahoma native currently residing in Florida. She's a personal trainer, yoga instructor, online health coach, fitness model, and mental health advocate. And it is my pleasure to welcome Kayla Fazio to the Light Within podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So the first thing I want to ask is what ignites your light within? Yeah, I love this question. I actually saw a quote recently that really resonated with me and is kind of perfect for this question. So it was, it said, don't always, you know, measure success based on money or recognition. And it was like, if you wake up excited every single day to do what you do, that is success. And that's honestly exactly kind of (laughs) relates to me. I mean, you know, I I have a seesaw, like I love to help people, but at the other end of the seesaw is money and recognition. And sometimes it's not always in balance, but um, my passion, my true passion is just to wake up and help as many people as possible, give them you know, good information, give them something that they can always strive to use to make themselves better in many different ways, physically, mentally, whatever. So that's, that's my passion. And that's what ignites my light and makes me want to get out of bed every morning. <laughs> I love that. And so we met gosh, I guess it was like six years ago at this point when we both lived in Oklahoma City. And I was in a totally different place. And I think you were in a very different place as well, both physically and mentally. So talk me through your first cross country move, because in the time that I have known you mostly online, I've seen you live on bi-coastal. So what happened to make you, you know, decide I'm up and leaving and, and that first shift from Oklahoma to California? Right. Correct. Oh gosh, a lot of factors. Um, really, honestly, I would say I was running from a lot of things, even though I had always wanted to live in California. I mean, since I was 11, 12 years old, my, my family would always buy me California things, whether it be shirts or stuff for Christmas or whatever. So I had always wanted to be on the West Coast. and um, But at that period in my life, I was 27. 
I had just gone through a lot of personal things. Um, my mom had passed away two years ago. I had lost a career job. I had started a brand and a business, which was in health and wellness and fitness. And I was really, um, that was really growing and building. And I feel like I was kind of capped out in Oklahoma. I was like, I don't really know if I could grow anymore from here. Um, and then I was also uh, going, or I had just gotten a divorce. So I was like, well, I definitely don't want to be staying here. And I was like, this is kind of my chance to really hone in on that opportunity and, and make it happen. And so I gave myself, I think I only signed up for a six month lease on an apartment. And I was like, by the time this is up, I'm not going to be in Oklahoma anymore. And I actually had two other cities in mind. I was either going to go to Houston or Florida. Um, <laughs> I'll talk about that later. But then like the very last minute, I had a friend, she was like, Hey, I'm going to move to San Diego. And she was like, do you want to come with me on my birthday trip to San Diego? And I was like, actually, I don't want to come on your birthday trip, but I do want to move with you. <laughs> so I was like, can you count me in on these plans? And there was, it was another girl as well. So ended up being three of us just like, you know, on our 27 years old single and we're, we're doing it. So that was really, um, but yeah, I would say I, I definitely at the time was like, I just need out of here. Um, and that was really my mindset at the time, but I had also always wanted to live there. And so you got to California and from what I saw seeing you on Instagram, because when we weren't living in Oklahoma, we didn't keep up. We worked together on a lot of fitness stories for the station I was working for. But what I noticed watching your Instagram was several shifts. Mm -hmm. And now I see your Instagram and it's a completely different shift. So talk a little bit about... Um, shifting the brand and also overcoming any of the fear about completely picking up and starting over, which if, if you weren't afraid about that, then I, then you are just like <laughs> the goddess queen because I would be terrified. Okay. Well, I'll talk about the fear of getting out there first. Um, and pretty much I have no fear. <laughs> I am one of those people like, and even still today, I, I love to kind of be sort of a nomad. I don't, like to have a lot of things or possessions or things that tie me down or root me anywhere. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but that is just really the way I live. So I sold everything I owned and only the only things I took with me to California was the things that could fit inside my Kia Optima, which is a, a car and my dog. So my dog took up the whole front seat. So anything that couldn't fit in the back seat or the trunk was not coming with me. Um, and yeah, I'm just really, I'm just really a risk taker. Honestly, I am like, I will never know what I can accomplish if I don't put myself in that situation. Like I know no one is going to come to my house in Oklahoma city and knock on my door and be like, here's an opportunity for you. I'm very much like, if I want the opportunity, I know I have to place myself in the place or the situation where I know it will happen. And so I just knew I had to be on California. I was like, this, I mean, that's where everything happens, you know, um, for fitness, you know, especially and with all the photographers and opportunities. And I was already with a modeling agency that was in Texas, but also in LA. And I was like, Hey, I'm coming out to LA. So that's really like my mindset is just, if that's the opportunity that I want, I have to go and get it. 
So that's the overcoming the fear. So, I mean, obviously there was a little, like a lot of unknown, you know, what am I really, I had no, I had no, nothing set up. (laughs) I had no ducks in a row. I was just like, I just have to get there and build it up from there. So, um, so that's really the overcoming of the fear that I didn't really have. But, um, and then what, what, um, I'm curious to know what changes you saw in my, in the shift of my brand that you want to hone in on. Yeah. I think what I noticed mostly from Oklahoma city to the move to California was, well, I think it was a happiness thing first. I think (laughs) a lot of what I noticed on your page was, you know, you looking beautiful in the workout gear and then over the next year or so the shifting to really looking like you were focusing more on your internal world and Mm -hmm. being more grateful, being more mindful. And I also kind of feel like maybe it was California because it's the sunshine state. So maybe the whole sunny perspective of that helped too. Um, I never took that into account actually, but maybe you're right. I, I, I am my happiest when I'm at the beach, but no, I, like I said, when, why I moved to California was running away from stuff and the shift that you probably saw was actually me, um, it catching up to me and me having to work through all the things that I was going through. Um, and I think that, I mean, it was very, very difficult at first, but, um, after going through it, I realized, wow, I've never ever sat down and like looked at my feelings or my emotions. And so, the person that I met, Drew, um, met him in January and he was much older, but he had gone through a lot, like a lot of a mental, emotional work through a therapist and everything. And he was literally just being like, you're acting like this and you, this is how you are and you need to work on this. And at first I, you know, I was, I was like, whatever, I don't know. <laughs> but then I actually did start to really like become aware of how I was reacting to things or how my behavior was or my attitude or my thoughts. And, and then obviously knowing everything that I just went through, I was like, maybe I do have a lot of stuff to work on trauma that I've been through that I've never addressed and, and everything. So honestly, I felt like I was trying to climb up a hill while like being punched in the face every single day. But that really opened my eyes to a lot of things. And so I would say in Oklahoma, I was very much just physical, working out, very unaware of my emotions and feelings. And then moving out there, meeting Drew, kind of he opened my eyes to so many things that I needed to actually work on and then going through that process. So it was a combination of being at the beach, but also I really um, put my mental wellness first and foremost too. I love that. And so talk a bit more about that experience because being someone who has gone through therapy herself, uh, it's tough. It can get nasty, especially when you've had to go through divorces like we both have. Um, and then other hidden traumas or soft traumas that, uh, you know, you just kind of store in your body digging those out can really suck. So what was your experience with the therapist that you found? What kind of therapy work were you doing? Oh gosh, I absolutely love her. Um, at first it was very difficult. I had actually gone to therapy in Oklahoma, but 
it wasn't the same. It was just me pretty much just being like, can you listen to my problems for an hour? And then walking out with no really tools or anything to work on outside of that. Um, and so she, we did, it's called interactive body psychotherapy is what we did. And that's very much going back and looking at inner child um, stuff, stuff from your child, how you perceive things from a child's perspective and where you learned and picked up all the programming that I had picked up that I was carrying out in my adult life. And so, you know, the beginning of any therapy is just like, all right, we were, you were, she really had to get to know me. She really went back into my family history on both sides, you know, my relationships with my, each of my parents, my grandparents, and then um, even like sexual history and stuff like that. So she really wanted to know how I ended up where I am or was at that point. And then from there, she, you know, we did that at first. And then each session, she was like, okay, I really want you to start journaling. I want you to meditate. I want you to do breath work. I want you to just like stop in any present moment where you don't feel like you're in the present moment and work and try to get back to the present moment. We did like little exercises in the thing, but it took me probably, I would say three or four months to actually do what she wanted me to do. It's really hard to, to build up those mental muscles, honestly. Like if you don't meditate or don't journal, like it's really hard to just pick it up cold turkey and start doing it every single day. So I'd go back at each week and she'd be like, okay. And I'd be like, okay, I did one meditation and I journaled one time. And so it really took me a while, but I kept with it. And I'm so glad that I did because now I do those things every single day and it's changed my life. So that was my experience with therapy. And I think that you can see in your brand how it's changed your life as well. I feel like maybe the better way to explain the way that I knew you before was not more face value. You know, you're presenting this beautiful face to the world. And now I feel like you're more vulnerable and open about the things you've gone Mm -hmm. through. And to me, that's the kind of coach I want. That's the kind of, you know, person I want to follow on Instagram. That's the kind of friend I want to have. And so how how have you seen it morph your life now, years later, now that you do these practices? Um, Well, definitely. I like, yeah, I think whenever we were working together, that was 2016. I was in the midst of everything I was going through. And so I'm really not one to publicly process things. Like I like to process them and then go back and be like, okay, hey guys, this is what I was going through. This is how I got through it. Little mini, like mini spurts of, you know, I don't want to always act like I'm I'm doing perfect because I'm definitely not. But um, but as far as my clients, I can really empathize with them now, honestly. I went through my own physical um, just kind of detriment where I cannot get myself together. And that's how, that's the, the people, the clients that I deal with, it's just they're just like, I cannot <laughs> to get motivation. I cannot stay dedicated to what I'm trying to do. Well, what is wrong with me? Um, and so, yeah, whenever in Oklahoma, I was just, yeah, like you said, it was just very, I, I guess, surface level. There was just, I just felt like there was no depth. I was just like, here's some, here's workouts and here's food to eat. And, you know, here's little tips so where you can like, you know, take your food to work or whatever. So, but now it's really like, I feel like I'm giving away my soul at this point and um, really digging deeper down and being like, okay, if you 
are here and you want to get there and you cannot get there, we need to figure out why, what is the root issue? Um, I've just had clients, you know, tell me a lot of emotional things that they've gone through about weight, like they're someone commenting on their weight when they were 10 years old, that literally that one thing stuck with them until their adult life. And so I can really empathize now having gone, I, I went through my own like physical, like I said, like when I was at my worst emotionally, I was at my worst physically. And so I did, I was like in perfect shape. And then I was like, couldn't get it together. And then what going through all of that mental and emotional work, then I felt like I came back out of that and the physical just fell back into place again. Um, so yeah, I really empathize with my clients now. And like, we just coach on a much deeper level. Um, and I feel like I have a lot more tools and practices to give them. And as opposed to just being like, why can't you do that? <laughs> you know, because it was so easy for me and then it wasn't. And so I was like, oh, this is why it's hard. So, so yeah, I feel like I can just empathize with my clients a lot more. Oh, I love that. And I will say I've been working with um, a nutritionist myself to kind of go through some hormonal things. But one of the uh, things she said in our check-in this morning actually was just how she notices in clients that when stress is less, they often see their fitness and weight goals also get closer. Like you're lighter because your stress is less and then you're lighter physically. And so what you're doing is really helping these people, you know, shed off some of that, you know, worry or stress through those journaling and meditation practices. Are you seeing that same mind-body connection? Yes. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, there are things that you would need to see a specialist for. Like I, I went to actually a hormone specialist because I had, uh, I was on birth control for 10 years and I'd gotten off of it just to see what my body would do. I was like, I don't know how my body feels naturally. <laughs> it's been a long time. So I did that. And then I was also having really bad skin problems. And so I did I did find out a little bit of things, you know, doing some blood work. So there's a time and place for that where you might need to see where you, you could have a serious issue with weight or whatever. It could be a hormone problem, especially in women. Um, but yeah, no, definitely the buying body connection. Um, I really can't even put into words. Like, like you said, I was just going through so much stress um, moving and then uh, I guess it was emotional stress as well, but I was like, unpacking everything and uprooting all the issues I had gone through. It was like, Oh my God, like it was hard. It was really hard. And I don't know if that's stress. I don't know if that's depression. I don't really know what that is, but, and I obviously intellectually, I knew what I needed to do. And so the fact that I could not until like um, apply it was a really bad problem. So that only further like validates that people that don't even have the information <laughs> it must be twice three times as hard to apply information that they don't have and so that was like okay I really need to make sure they have the correct information and now to make sure that they are at a place where they can apply it um but yeah definitely no I'm oh gosh like I can't even I feel so much lighter. Like you said, I feel lighter. I was having like physical anxiety in my chest that was like, well, that's gone now. Um, yeah. And I just wake up every day and like, I, it's not as hard to get to the gym, not as hard to eat healthy, not as hard to, you know, drink lots of water. Um, but I'm also working mm -hmm. just as hard on my mental 
fitness as my physical, like they are equally a thing now, as opposed to putting the mental on the back burner. It's like, I can physically feel when I need to sit down and like take some breaths or work through something. So I love definitely that. feel the mind body connection more. What's your morning practice like, or your morning routine? Morning routine. I love this. I love waking up. <laughs> I love waking up. I go to bed and I like cannot wait to wake up because I just love my morning so much. But okay, so I wake up, I set an alarm, I immediately grab my phone and I put on um, like a 10 minute guided meditation. So then I like put that down and I kind of put my eyes, I close my eyes again and kind of just do that and do it comes with a little bit of some come with like breath work or whatever. And then I immediately grab my journal and I will either do a journal prompt or if I'm just like having a lot of feelings that day, I just write out my feelings. Um, oh, all while drinking coffee, of course. <laughs> so my coffee goes off, I go get it. And then I do all that. And, and then I wake up and I either like do a little stretch or I um, take my dog on a quick walk and then I'm at the gym. When I get to the gym, you know, pretty early within like an hour and a half of waking up and I do my workout and, you know, that's where I start my day. And I noticed during quarantine, I was following you a lot when you were doing the quick at-home workouts. My yes. goodness, you helped me and my husband like stay on track. Talk me through, I guess, some of those, the workouts that you do now or your program now. And I have the book, uh, the 25 mm -hmm. days book. Um and, and sort of the shift in the way your workouts have changed and maybe talk a bit about your mentality around hitting the gym. Um, yeah. So the way my uh, coaching has really changed is I, I, I was very much into a bodybuilding lifestyle. I was like, you got to wake up and you got to do faster cardio. And then you go home and eat your six meals. And then you go back to the gym later in the afternoon and do your heavy, heavy lifting. And that's really how I lived for like three or four years, which was great. And I, I actually loved it. <laughs> but like you said, that's not a sustainable lifestyle, especially for everyday people that have jobs or kids or everything like that. So now my program is very much um, not having to meal prep, not having to measure or portion out everything. It's more of like just actually knowing the information of what you're eating and why you're, why, what happens when you eat that food and being able to just live a more like relaxed, balanced way of eating. And then plus the workouts I've been incorporating are more hit style. So, you know, the two and a half, three hours at the gym wasn't really working for me anymore. So I had to <laughs> scale back and I wanted to burn the same amount of calories in less time. So now I incorporate hit style, but I, I, I like to do, I'd like to also incorporate weights with it. So I don't do a lot of body weight hit stuff, but I'll always have at least like three or four exercises that include some, a little bit of heavy stuff. Cause I, me personally, I like to, you know, have like a leaner muscle look as opposed to like a softer look. So, um, so yeah, just, you know, getting busier and, you know, you get older and you don't want to you don't have the same lifestyle or routine. So this way is much more applicable and sustainable. And you did something that I feel like is kind of a potential hit for your wallet in the midst of COVID. You were working out online, showing people exactly what you were doing. And you weren't just, you know, doing the snippets. I mean, you were for real giving people everything they needed in the beginning of the lockdown. Why'd you do that? Because I was like, 
people have to stay on top of this. Um, I don't know what's going to happen, but gyms are closing. I, even the outdoors were closing. I was like, okay, I'm stuck in my house, but I'm not going to sit around and eat crap all day and let myself let this all slip because I know personally a week or two off of your routine or your fitness, it feels like a month and it's really hard to get back on once you've gotten off. So I was like, okay guys, for 25 days, I'm showing up every day. I'm giving you guys a workout every single day. I'm doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or I'm sorry, Monday through Friday tips, you know, Monday motivation, tank top Tuesday, pump day, Wednesday, stuff like that. So yeah, I was just like, we have to keep this going. And then I slashed my price on my coaching, like by, um, I don't know, like 60, 70%. And so I quadrupled my clientele the month of April. Um, so that was really good. Actually, I felt like people were really motivated um, to be like, okay, we're not going to give up <laughs> on this. Mm-hmm. So between that and slashing my prices, quadrupling my clientele in April, and showing up every day for everyone. Um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure that, and it was a good motivation for me too. It was, it, I was doing it for other people, but I was also like, oh, I have to do it too. I can't, I have to practice what I preach every single day. Mm-hmm. So, and it also talks to what you were saying lights you up is really the helping people aspect of it, trying to balance that. The other thing I saw you do last year, 2020, were the the journaling 25 days, like the mindfulness challenges. They're both equally as important. And I know that I can't just, I can give someone literally a workout every single day to follow for a whole year. But if they can't mentally or get themselves motivated, it's pointless. And so that's really kind of where the shift happened is like, okay, I, someone can purchase all my programs, but does that mean that they will apply it? I have no idea. Like, so I have to make sure they're in the right mindset to be able to do so. And so, yeah, I did the 25 days of mental fitness because it is all the tools and practices that I incorporated. It took me a lot longer than 25 days, but (laughs) I think if you do um, do the 25 days, it's a really good start. Like, you know, obviously they say 21 days to create a habit. I say 25 days to create a habit. I really think that's a a solid number. And so I kind of stuck with that theme and it, um, it doesn't just bombard you right away. You ease into the practices. Like I think the first five days is just 10 minutes a day. It's like a five minute meditation and a five minute journal or something like that. And then by the time you're done, you're at a little bit more time, maybe 20, 30 minutes a day, um, just to ease you in. So it's not overwhelming. So, um, yeah, that's really why I did it. So I still have both of those on my website too. The self-care calendar. I was going to ask that. Perfect. I'll put links to those in the show notes of this because I really felt like they were, very helpful. And I love anything that has a journal prompt because Mm -hmm. sometimes I can't be accountable unless it's, you know, something for me to actually talk to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know people, that's a really a a lot of the question I get is like, what do you journal about? How do you journal? Um, Actually a good tip that I did right at at the beginning when I was journaling in my my therapy is I would read a book. So in um, every chapter I would write about the chapter or I'm sorry. Yeah. Every, what's it? Maybe every page. I don't know. I can't remember, but it was maybe every chapter. Oh yeah. It was every chapter. Sorry. <laughs> Cause I was reading a chapter a day. That's what it was. I read a chapter a day. And then I would journal about the chapter and my feelings about it and everything. So that was a good way to one, read a book every week. I was reading a book every week in quarantine. So read a lot of books um, and then getting my journal practices, you know, strengthened and 
being more comfortable with that. And now you are living in Florida. Living in Florida. Yeah. So you've kind of <laughs> uprooted yourself again. How would you say this move is different than the California move when you think about your mindset? Well, you know, this move wasn't like the happiest of decisions. Um, I chose to leave a relationship and this was kind of my only option as opposed to like, where do I want to go like in the world? (laughs) So this is really my only option. Um, but it was just as easy. I mean, I did the same thing. I flew here from California with two suitcases and my dog. <laughs> uh, I did I did ship some other boxes, but again, like I didn't bring furniture. I have no possessions. I have the shoes and clothes in my closet and, you know, whatever else I could bring, hats. Um, but but my mindset, it was, um, I would, I would say it wasn't, like I said, a happier of choices. So, but I'm doing great. Like I actually love it here in Florida. Um, I've already found so many friends, so many opportunities. Like I said, like you, you just have to place yourself in what you're trying to do. So I'm actually, I'm actually doing great. So as long as I'm by a beach. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that the tools you were learning and have now from that therapist and from your morning practice help set you up for a bit more success yeah. now that you've mm. gone through that work? Yes. Yeah. I can't, I can't express enough. So what's funny is that I did the, I was going through therapy in 2019 and by um, January, 2020, actually, no, sorry. I think it was March, 2020. I was going to her up until quarantine, honestly, which is honestly felt like a really perfect timing to stray away anyway, because I was doing great. Like she would, she was like, I see such a physical transformation in you, like not, not muscly, but you're brighter, you look more awake, you look like you're glowing. And, and so then I stopped going to therapy and then quarantine happened. And so (laughs) I really had a lot of time to incorporate and use all the tools and practices that was, were given to me and that I had built up. And so honestly, I grew so much in 2020, um, that now like, yeah, I feel like even if, you know, I stray off of it and I, this is so, it's so parallel to physical. If I stray off of it, I have the tools and practices. I know, I'm like, okay, I don't feel right. Let me go and focus on this for a little bit and get myself worked back up with this. Just like a physical, if I stray off a bit, I know exactly what to do. Um, so I, yeah, oh yeah, I definitely, I can't live without these tools. I don't think ever again. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. What do you think looking back over the last six or seven years, you would tell your younger self? I'm not a patient person. I want everything right now. (laughs) I want it like yesterday. Um, But honestly, the process is what honestly builds you. I've gone, I've still have gone through a lot of hard struggles, even after moving to California and I'm still going through them. And, but looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I actually like those challenges really built my character and who I am today. And so you cannot skip any steps you really can't. I mean, um, yeah, I would, I would just say like, be patient. Um, 
don't ignore the process. You'll get there when you get there. And your goals and your and all that never end. I mean, it's like I'm never gonna like get to a point where I'm like, yes, okay, I've made it. It's always gonna be something else. So just be present in the moment and try to enjoy the present moment. I'm really bad about that. If I'm in the present moment, I'm just like, okay, what I could be doing something else. You know what I mean? Or I could be doing this. Like I didn't do that today. So um, yeah, I would just tell myself to slow down, be patient, enjoy the present moment. And yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love what you said about growing during quarantine. I think the biggest lesson that I learned is that it's okay and necessary to slow down. Because I always felt like you were saying just then, I got to keep doing, if I'm in this moment, I should be doing this instead. The should. To me, the should in 2020 is a word that like got eradicated from the dictionary. <laughs> should be doing nothing. Yes. Good. Oh, I know. I just have, I don't know why I have a hard time just doing that. Like if I go to the beach, I'm like, oh, what I could be doing is I could be working or I could be on the computer or whatever, you know? So like, I'm really just like, nope. Like I've done all I can today. I, you know, I wake up so early that I really get a lot of done by like noon. And so then I'm like, okay, I go to the beach and I'm like, ah, oh, but I should have done more. But like, no, like I, it's okay. You can slow down and relax for a little bit. <laughs> so same thing with me. So do you want to walk us through a bit more about your 25 days program, sort of what your mindset is regarding that program? Because to me, it's interesting that you do 25 days with these folks and you set them up to not need you anymore. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Which is so funny because they they don't even need me after like 21 days. Um, But yeah, so how it works is I do one-on-one in-depth coaching. I, when you sign up, I send you a questionnaire just to see where you are currently, like what your current nutrition looks like, what your job is, what your daily activity is, um, some small goals that you want to hit, because I'm not trying to be like, you will hit your 60 pound weight loss goal in 25 days. So I'm like, what are three things that you really want to focus on that you could be better at that you could attain in 25 days? And then I ask why you want to do this. And then I also ask you um, what you think you lack when in your fitness goals. So like, okay, you've probably tried this over and over and over. Why do you think you can't hit it? So getting all that information and then kind of marrying that with the information I have and just giving you, um, giving my clients an easy attainable uh, system. It's not like a program or a, a shred or a detox. It's a system that you need to have in place to not only rewrite your neurological brain patterns by doing simple repetition of little things every single day. Um, But you'll build your healthy habits. And then while also seeing results, like I actually would rather someone tell me like a physical, or I'm sorry, a mental success over a physical success. Um, I actually don't even require you to send me any pictures like before and after because I this is not like, okay, we just need to make sure that you lose that eight pounds. It's very much, I want to make sure that you're doing better mentally, that you have better willpower, that you, you know, can get to the gym, um, that you can move exercise, anything like that. So really we focus more on mental habits as opposed to physical results. Um, and yeah, and so you get like a 30 minute workout you can do at your house. I have a lot of moms that do it with when their kids are sleeping, while they're napping, whatever. Um, And then the nutrition guide, obviously I educate you on food and what certain foods do to your body. So 
you eat something and then the next day you come to me and you complain that you're two pounds up, I can look at what you ate and be like, okay, well, this food that you ate did this to your body and that's why this is happening. So that, and then, so honestly, it's, um, it's kind of crazy to see because it's really just about finding that, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> sweet spot, sorry, the sweet spot of what someone needs because they'll kind of come from this extreme behavior and then I'm trying to come with this other side of the behavior and it kind of just like marries into this like beautiful little uh, routine that they can have that works for them. And so by 14, 20 days, people are like, oh my gosh, I get it. This makes total sense. This is easy. This is a lifestyle. How did I never do this before? Why is not everyone doing this? So, <laughs> so yeah. And then after 25 days, uh, we see where you are. I probably would say I have like, I would say like 33% want to continue coaching with me. Either they didn't quite hit a goal or they're doing so well that they're like, okay, I still need to just need a little bit more momentum and accountability to make sure that I can stick with this. So, so yeah, that's how it works. I think it's great. And I think it really says a lot about you. Um, first of all, creating a program where folks can take it and do it themselves, but also really treating the whole person versus treating the outside of a person, you know, mm-hmm. what they, what yeah. you see, anything else that you want to add to our conversation as far as, you know, the mindfulness, um, mind, body, soul connection of being your best self. Uh, I would just say, like, I just see it all the time. I, every single woman that comes to me, um, they just lack confidence and, um, they just try, they just cannot stick with something, um, for whatever reason. And so I would really encourage people to look at it at, from either a different angle or dig deeper and find more of a root problem as to why you are the way you are essentially like it could either be why do you not think that you are worthy of having a body that you want or why can't you work out or um or you know get the motivation to work out or why are you placing so much value and worth on your physical self but that's all you can think about is i just have to lose this 10 pounds like um i would really like I said, like whenever I worked on my mental side and I uprooted a lot of things emotionally, like the physical just was no problem at all. Mm. So um, I would just encourage people to look at it from a different angle or to dig deeper at more of an emotional issue as to why they aren't where they are, where, where they want to be physically. Okay. I love that. Well, where can folks find you? Where can they connect with you? So many places I have. Obviously, Instagram is my number one platform at Kayla Fazio. I have a website, Kayla Fazio Fit, F-I-T.com. Um, and that's where you can find a lot of my blogs, um, get my guides, my coaching, see testimonies, everything like that. I do have a Facebook page, Kayla Fazio Fitness, that pretty much everything on my Instagram goes to my Facebook. So that's not a huge deal. But, but yeah, I would say Instagram and my website are the two top places where you can find a lot more about me and my coaching. Well, of course, I'll put all of those links in the show notes. Thank you so much for <laughs> taking the time you. to talk to me. Of course. I'm so, it's so funny. I got the, a memory of our Fit With Box popped up like two days ago and I was like, oh my gosh. And I was going to say, oh, this comes full circle or it came full circle. But honestly, I do not 
picture this as a circle. This is not a circle. It's not ended yet. We're both like on this straight line where we're, you know, continuing to grow and everything. Mm-hmm. So we're definitely not at the end, but so proud yeah. of you. And I'm excited for your podcast. And um, yeah, I love keeping up with all. I'm so glad that we still keep up. I mean, it's been, you know, a long time, but. Yeah. Two different people. I feel like, I feel like the person that I was then and the person I am now are light and day difference. I know in a good way. So yeah. (laughs) Wow. So to me, that kind of felt like two friends just chatting it up, but I will tell you, it's been such a joy to watch Kayla's changes on social media and her brand so inspirational and it teaches you to be more mindful and how that'll help you reach your wellness goals. So definitely give her a follow. Also, you can follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram at the light within podcast and at Leslie Draffin. You can send me an email at thelightwithinpodcast at gmail.com. And please consider leaving a review. It'll help people find this podcast. You can also share it with your friends. And again, thank you so much for listening. And remember, there's no light without darkness, but there's no darkness without light. I'll see you next time.